Substantive law and remedial law. Substantive law creates, defines, and regulates rights and duties concerning life, liberty, or property, the violation of which gives rise to a cause of action. It makes vested rights possible and it is prospective in application. While remedial law lays down methods by which the rights and obligations arising from substantive law are protected, enforced, and given effect. No vested rights may attach to nor arise therefrom. It is retroactive in application, applicable to actions pending and determined at the time of their passage. Note, under 2019 amendments, the present appeal to the court is not sanctioned because it is clear under Section 2, Rule 34, which knew that any action of the court on a motion for judgment on the pleadings shall not be subject uh, of an appeal. Rule 144 of the 2019 amendments provides that uh, it shall govern all cases filed after all or after their effectivity on May 1, 2020, and also pending proceedings, except to the extent that, in the opinion of the court, their application would not be feasible or would work in justice. In which case, the procedure under which the cases were filed shall govern, since the application of the 2019 amendments would work in justice. In the present case, they will not be applied. Abad versus ears of OCSUB Abad. Rulemaking power of the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court shall have the power to promulgate rules concerning the protection and enforcement of constitutional rights, pleading, practice, and procedure in all courts, the admission to the practice of law, the integrated bar, and legal assistance to the underprivileged. Limitations. Such rules shall provide a simplified and inexpensive procedure for the speedy disposition of cases shall be uniform for all courts of the same grade and shall not diminish, increase, or modify substantive rights. Rules of procedure of special courts and quasi-judicial bodies shall remain effective unless disapproved by the Supreme Court. Power to Suspend the courts have the power to relax or suspend technical or procedural rules or to accept a case from their operation when compelling reasons so warrant or when the purpose of justice requires it. What constitutes good and sufficient cause that would merit suspension of the rules is discretionary upon the courts. Principle of Judicial Hierarchy where courts have concurrent jurisdiction over the subject matter, such concurrence of jurisdiction does not grant the party seeking relief the absolute freedom to file the petition in any court of his choice. Pursuant to this doctrine, a case must be filed first before the lower court possible having the proper jurisdiction, except if one uh, can advance a special reason which would allow a party a direct resort to a higher court. Section 5, Paragraph 1 of Article 8 of the Constitution provides that the court exercises original jurisdiction over petitions for certiorari, prohibition, mandamus, co-warranto, and habeas corpus. It shares this original jurisdiction with the RTC and the Court of Appeals as provided for under Section 9, Paragraph 1 and uh, Section 21, Paragraph 1 of Batas Pambansa Bilang 129 by reason of the shared jurisdiction. The immediate and direct recourse to the court is frowned upon following the doctrine of hierarchy of courts. Rationally, A. It would be an imposition upon the limited time of the court and B. It would inevitably result in a delay intended or otherwise in the adjudication of cases which in some instances had to be remanded or referred to the lower court as the proper forum under the rules of procedure or as a better equipped to resolve the issues because the court is not a trier of facts. Exception or exceptions a direct in, uh, invocation of the Supreme Court's original jurisdiction to issue extraordinary writs should be allowed only when there are special and important reasons, therefore, clearly and specifically set forth uh, or set out in the petition. 
Generally, a direct invocation of the court's original jurisdiction to issue extraordinary writs should be allowed only when there are special and important reasons therefore. Thus, in the case of Rama v. Moises, the court recognizes the following exceptions to the strict application of the rule on hierarchy. A. When there are genuine issues of constitutionality that must be addressed at the most immediate time. B. When the issues involved are of transcendental importance. C. Cases of first impression. D. When the constitutional issues raised are best decided by this court. E. When the time element presented in this case cannot be ignored. Notwithstanding the foregoing, while the court notes that the petition presents at the very least a case of first impression, novelty alone cannot cure the inherent defects of the petition. Those who seek relief from the court must comply with its rules. Mercado versus Lopena The Doctrine of Non-Interference, otherwise known as Judicial Stability this principle holds that court of equal and coordinate jurisdiction cannot interfere with its other's orders. The principle also bars a court from reviewing or interfering with the judgment of a co-equal court over which it has no affiliate jurisdiction or power of review, applicability to administer body, or uh, applicability to administrative body. The doctrine of non-interference applies with equal force to administrative bodies when the law provides for an appeal from the decision of an administrative body to the Supreme Court or Court of Appeals. It means that such body is co-equal with the regional tariff court in terms of rank and stature and logically beyond the control of the latter. Note, applies only when the administrative body is exercising quasi-judicial power. Pursuant to the exercise of its quasi-judicial jurisdiction, the SEC stands as a co-equal body of the RTC. Hence, all orders and issuances issued by the SEC in the exercise of such jurisdiction may not be interfered with, let alone overturned or overturned by the RTC. If any or all of set orders are erroneous, the Organic Act creating the Commission Presidential Decree 902-8 provides the appropriate remedy, first within the Commission itself and ultimately in this Court. Nowhere does the law empower any RTC to interfere with the orders of the Commission. Not even on grounds of due process or jurisdiction, the Commission is conceding arguendo a possible claim of respondents at the very least a co-equal body with the RTC. Even as such co-equal, one would have no power to control the other. But the truth of the matter is that the only Supreme Court can enjoin and correct any actuation of the Commission. Rizal Commercial Banking Corporation versus Plast Print Industries Incorporated. Now we go to jurisdiction of the court. There is original, appellate, general, special, exclusive, and uh, concurrent as well as continuity of jurisdiction. First, original versus appellate. A court is one with original jurisdiction when actions or proceedings are originally filed with it, while a court is one with appellate jurisdiction when it has the power of review over the decisions or orders of a lower court. We go to General versus special jurisdiction. Courts of general jurisdiction are those with competence to decide on their own jurisdiction and take cognizance of all cases, civil and criminal, of a particular nature. A court may be considered general if it has the competence to exercise jurisdiction over cases not falling within the jurisdiction of any court, tribunal, person, or body exercising judicial or quasi-judicial functions. Courts of special or limited jurisdiction are those which have jurisdiction only for a particular purpose or a cloth uh, with special powers for the performance of specified duties beyond which they have no uh, authority of any kind. While exclusive versus concurrent, 
exclusive confined to a particular court to the exclusion of other courts. It precludes the idea of coexistence and refers to jurisdiction possessed to the exclusion of others. Concurrent jurisdiction is that possessed by the court together with another or other courts over the same subject matter. The court which first obtains jurisdiction retains it to the exclusion of the others. While the continuity of jurisdiction, the doctrine means that once jurisdiction has attached, it cannot be ousted by subsequent happenings or events, although of a character which would have prevented jurisdiction from attaching in the first instance. The court, once jurisdiction has been acquired, retains that jurisdiction until it finally disposes of the case. Note, even the finality of the judgment does not totally deprive the court of jurisdiction over the case. What the court loses is the power to amend, modify, or alter the judgment. Even after the judgment has become final, the court retains jurisdiction to enforce and execute it. Exceptions 1. There is an express provision in the statute. 2. Uh, the statute clearly intended to apply to actions pending before its enactment. Take note. As courts of general jurisdiction, the RTC ordinarily exercise exclusive original jurisdiction over civil actions incapable of pecuniary estimation such as that of accounting, cancellation of certificates of sale, issued in foreclosure proceedings, and injunction. Nevertheless, the scope of such general jurisdiction cannot be extended over matters falling under the special jurisdiction of another court or quasi-judicial body. Plus, print invoked the special jurisdiction of the SEC when it elected to file the sex petition. It cannot be gainsaid that it was plus print who sought the suspension of payments in connection with its outstanding financial accommodations with RCBC. By doing so, plus print necessarily placed the assets securing these financial accommodations under the sex special jurisdiction. Considering that the SEC already acquired jurisdiction over the financial accommodations and security subject of Plus Print's subsequent artists complaint, the RTC erred when it proceeded to act on it while the sex petition remained pending. <clears throat> to stress, jurisdiction once acquired is not lost and continues until the case is terminated. Thus, in cases where, as here, a petition for suspension of payments is filed before the SEC, it acquires jurisdiction over the action and all matters relating thereto to the exclusion of the RTC, RCBC versus Plastprint Industries case. Now, let's go for jurisdiction to civil cases. Supreme Court, Exclusive Original Jurisdiction Exclusive Original Jurisdiction of Supreme Court in Petition for certiorari, Prohibition and Madamos against Court of Appeals, Comelec, COA, Sandigan Bayan, and Court of Tax Appeals. Supreme Court Concurrent Original Jurisdiction Concurrent Original Jurisdiction with the Court of Appeals in Petitions for Certiorari, Prohibition and Mandamos against RTC, Civil Service Commission, Central Board of Assessment Appeals, NLRC, and other quasi-judicial agencies. Concurrent Original Jurisdiction with the Court of Appeals and the Regional Trial Court in Petitions for Certiorari, Prohibition and Mandamos against lower courts and bodies and in Petitions for Quaranto and Abias Corpus. This jurisdiction is subject to the doctrine of hierarchy of courts. Concurrent Original Jurisdiction with the Regional Trial Court in cases affecting ambassadors, public ministers, and consuls and Concurrent Original Jurisdiction with the Saligan Bayan in Petitions for Writ of Aparo and rate of abias data. Note this jurisdiction, concurrent jurisdiction, is subject to the doctrines of hierarchy of courts. So, uh, the above are the uh, jurisdiction original and the concurrent original jurisdiction of the Supreme Court. Now, let's go to original cases cognizable by the Supreme Court. 
As a rule, the Supreme Court is not a trier of facts and the cases are not filed originally with the Supreme Court. The rule is, however, subject to certain exceptions. Under the Rules of Court Section 1, Rule 56, only the following may be filed originally with the Supreme Court. And let us remember this. Petition for certiorari, prohibition, mandamus, co-waranto, habeas corpus, disciplinary proceedings against members of the judiciary and attorneys, and cases affecting ambassadors, other public ministers, and consuls. A petition for a writ of amparo may also be filed directly with the Supreme Court. A petition for a writ of habeas data may also be filed directly with the Supreme Court. Now, we go to the Court of Appeals. What are the exclusive original jurisdiction of Court of Appeals? Exclusive original jurisdiction of court appeals in actions for the annulment of the judgment of the regional trial court and CE concurrent and original jurisdiction, concurrent and original jurisdiction with the Supreme Court to issue writs of certiorari, prohibition, and mandamus against RTC, Civil Service, Central Board of Assessment Appeals, other quasi judicial agencies mentioned in Rule 43 and NLRC. Concurrent and original jurisdiction of CA with the Supreme Court and the Regional Trial Court to issue writs of certiorari, prohibition, and mandamus against lower courts and bodies and also writs of co-waranto and habeas corpus. Concurrent original jurisdiction of uh, Court of Appeals with the RTC, Supreme Court, and Saligan Bayan in petitions for writ of amparo and writ of habeas data. Now, the Saligan Bayan. Exclusive original jurisdiction of Saligan Bayan. For case under EO number 1 or the creating the PCGG, EO number 2, which is illegal acquisition and misappropriation of President Marcos Imelda under uh, Cronis, EO number 14, cases involving ill-gotten wealth of the Marcoses, and EO number 14, amendments of EO 14. Concurrent uh, jurisdiction of Saligan Bayan, concurrent jurisdiction with the Supreme Court, to petitions for certiorari man prohibition and mandamus whether or not in aid of its affiliate jurisdiction and petitions for writ of habeas corpus, injunction, and other ancillary writs in aid of its affiliate jurisdiction including co-waranto arising in cases falling under AO number 1, 2, 14, and 14-A. Concurrent jurisdiction of CA with the Supreme uh, or Sanigan Bayan with the Supreme Court, CE, and RTC. Petitions for writ of amparo and writ of habeas data. Now, there is also called as family courts. Family courts have exclusive or real jurisdiction over petitions for guardianship, custody of children, and habeas corpus in relation to children, petitions for adoption of children and revocation thereof, complaints for annulment of marriage, declaration of nullity of marriage, and those relating to status and property relations of husband and wife or those living together under different status and agreements, and petitions for dissolution of conjugal partnership of gains. Petitions for support and or acknowledgement. Summary judicial proceedings brought under the provisions of family code. Petitions for declaration of status of children as abandoned, dependent, or neglected children. Voluntary or involuntary commitment of children. Suspension, termination, or restoration of parental authority. And other cases cognizable under PD 603, AO 56 series of 1986, and other related laws. Now, let's go to regional trial court. Exclusive original jurisdiction of the Regional Trial Court. All civil action in which the subject of the litigation is incapable of pecuniary estimation. A simpler restatement of jurisprudence discloses that to determine if an action is one incapable of pecuniary estimation, it is necessary to ascertain the nature of the principal remedy sought. If it is primarily for the recovery of the sum of money, it is capable of pecuniary estimation. 
jurisdiction over the action would then depend upon the amount of the claim where the basic issue is something other than the right to recover a sum of money or the money claim is merely incidental to the principal relief, the action is incapable of pecuniary estimation. Examples of actions incapable on pecuniary estimation. An action for reformation of an instrument, rescission of a contract, or an action for specific performance are examples of actions incapable of pecuniary estimation. A complaint for expropriation is incapable of pecuniary estimation. An expropriation suit does not involve the recovery of money. The subject of the expropriation suit is the government's exercise of imminent domain, a matter that is incapable of pecuniary estimation. An action seeking to annul a resolution of a government-owned and controlled corporation is also an action incapable of pecuniary estimation. Port an act to annul a deed of declaration of heirs and for a partition of land with an assessed value of 5,000 pesos is an action incapable of pecuniary estimation, where the partition aspect is only incidental to the action for annulment. And an action for a writ of injunction as within the jurisdiction of the regional trial court. It is an action incapable of pecuniary estimation. The amount of damages that may be claimed in addition to the prayer for specific performance is not determinative of jurisdiction. Thus, an action for specific performance and damages of 200,000 pesos is cognizable by the regional trial court, even if the amount of damages sought to be recovered is within the jurisdiction of the municipal trial court. Note. Where, however, the demand is the alternative as in action to compel the defendant to deliver the house by completing its construction or to pay the sum of 644 pesos and 31 centavos, the action is one that is capable of pecuniary estimation, a case of Cruz versus Tan. Thus, an action for specific performance or in the alternative for damages in the amount of 180,000 pesos is one capable of pecuniary estimation because of the alternative prayer which is for a sum of money. Here, the amount of damages is determinative of jurisdiction. An action for interpleader is capable of pecuniary estimation where the subject matter is either real or personal property. If the subject of interpleader is real property, then the jurisdictional amount is determined by the assessed value of the land. If it uh, be personal property, then the value of the property. Note. However, if the subject matter of the case is the performance of an obligation, the subject matter is one incapable of pecuniary estimation and the MTC has no jurisdiction. An action to nullify a deed of assignment and conveyance is not one involving a subject matter capable of pecuniary estimation if the plaintiff also seeks the transfer of possession and control of properties. If the principal nature of an action to cancel a contract to sell where the defendant has already taken possession of the property involves a determination on whether a suspended condition has been fulfilled, then the subject matter involved is one that is incapable of pecuniary estimation. Where an action to redeem a land the subject of a free patent was characterized by the Supreme Court as one whose subject matter was incapable of pecuniary estimation since the reacquisition of the land was merely incidental to and an offshoot of the exercise of the right to redeem the land, pursuant to Section 119 of uh, CA 141. Uh, another. All civil actions which involves Title II or possession of real property or an interest therein, where the assessed value of such property involved exceeds 20,000 pesos outside Metro Manila or for civil actions in Metro Manila where such values exceed uh, 50,000 pesos. Third, all actions in Admiralty and Maritime Jurisdiction where the demand of claim exceeds 300,000 outside Metro Manila or in Metro Manila where such demand or claim exceeds 400,000 pesos. 
export all matters of probate, both state and interstate, where the gross value of the state exceeds 300,000 outside Metro Manila or in probate matters in Metro Manila, where such gross value exceeds 400,000 pesos. So, uh, let's us uh, remember the value uh, when it is uh, outside Metro Manila, the value of the property is 300,000 pesos and below, while in Metro Manila, uh, value of uh, the gross value exceeds 400,000 pesos, 300 and 400,000 pesos. 5. In all actions involving the contract of marriage and marital relations, note this jurisdiction is demodified by Section 5 of RAA 369, the law which established the family courts, however, under Section 17 of uh, RAA 369, uh, in areas where there are no family courts, the cases referred to in Section 5 of the law shall be adjudicated by the regional trial court. 6. All cases not within the exclusive jurisdiction of any court, tribunal, person, or body exercising judicial or quasi-judicial functions. Note on this, this jurisdiction is often described as the general jurisdiction of the RTC, making it a court of general jurisdiction. 7. All civil actions and special proceedings falling within the exclusive original jurisdiction of the Juvenile and Domestic Relations Court and of the Court of Agrarian Relations as now provided by law. Note, the jurisdiction of the RTC over cases under the exclusive original jurisdiction of the Juvenile and Domestic Relations Courts is subject to RAA 369, the law establishing family courts. 8. All other cases in which the demand or the value of the personal property and controversy exceeds 300,000 outside Metro Manila or Met and Metro Manila where the demand exceeds 400,000 pesos, exclusive interest, damages of whatever kind, attorney's fees, uh, litigation expense and costs. 9. Cases on intra-corporate controversies. To determine whether or not a case involves an intra-corporate dispute, two tests are applied, the relationship test and the nature of the controversy test. Under the relationship tests, there is an intra-corporate controversy when the conflict is 1. Between the corporation, partnership, or association in the public. 2. Between the corporation, partnership, or association in the state, insofar as its franchise, permit, or license to operate is concerned. 3. Permit or uh, or between the corporation, partnership, or association and its stockholders, partners, members, or officers, and among the stockholders, uh, uh, partners, or associates themselves. That is number 4. On the other hand, in accordance with the nature of controversy tests, an intracorporate controversy arises when the controversy is not only rooted in the existence of an intracorporate relationship, but also in the enforcement of the parties' correlative rights and obligations under the corporation code and the internal and intracorporate regulatory rules of the corporation. 10. Petitions for declaratory relief. 11. Cases falling within the exclusive original jurisdiction of the Saligan Bayan where the information 1. does not allege any damage to the government or any bribery or 2. alleges damage to the government or bribery arising from the same or closely related transactions or acts in the amount not exceeding 1 million pesos. So the above are the jurisdiction of the regional trial court uh, in civil cases. Now, let's go to the RTC concurrent original jurisdiction. The concurrent and original jurisdiction with the Supreme Court in actions affecting ambassadors, other public ministers, and consuls. 
concurrent and original jurisdiction in the Supreme Court and the Court of Appeals in petition for certiorari prohibition and mandamus against lower courts and bodies in petitions for covaranto and abias corpus. And third, concurrent and original jurisdiction with the Supreme Court with the Courts of Appeals and Sadigan Bayan in petitions for writ of abias data and writ of amparo. Now, let's go to the jurisdiction of Municipal Trial Court. The MTC exercises exclusive original jurisdiction over civil actions where the value of the personal property, estate, or uh, amount of the demand does not exceed 300,000 pesos outside Metro Manila or not more than 400,000 within Metro Manila. The jurisdictional amount does not include the following interest, damages of whatever kind, attorney's fees, litigation expenses, and costs. Although excluded in determining the jurisdiction by the court, the above items, however, shall be included in the determination of the filing fees. The exclusion of the term damages of whatever kind in determining the jurisdictional amount applies to cases where the damages or interest are merely incidental to or a consequence of the main cause of action. However, in cases where the claim for damages or interest in the main cause of action or one of the causes of action, the amount of such claim shall be considered in determining the jurisdiction of the court. The Totality Rule under the totality rule where there are several claims or causes of actions between the same or different parties embodied in the same complaint, the amount of the demand shall be the totality of the claims in all of the causes of action, irrespective of whether the causes of action arose out of the same or different transaction. The MTC has exclusive original jurisdiction over civil actions where the value of the personal property in controversy does not exceed 300,000 pesos outside Metro Manila or does not exceed 400,000 in Metro Manila. The MTC has exclusive original jurisdiction over probate proceedings, T-State and interstates, where the gross value of state does not exceed 300 in metro, outside Metro and 400 within Metro Manila. The MTC has exclusive original jurisdiction to grant provisional remedies in proper. Note, this rule presupposes that the Municipal Trial Court has jurisdiction over the principal action. The Municipal Trial Court or MTC has also exercises delegated jurisdiction in cadastral and land registration cases covering lots where there is controversy or opposition or contested lots the value of which still uh, does not exceed 100,000 as may be delegated by the Supreme Court. The Municipal Trial Court has also been conferred by law a special jurisdiction to hear and decide petitions for a writ of abias corpus in the absence of all the regional trial court judges in a province or city. The MTC has exclusively jurisdiction over cases falling under the 1991 rules on summary procedure and the rules of procedure for small claims. The MCTC has exclusive original jurisdiction over forcible entry and unlawful detainer cases or action interdictal. The MTC also has exclusive original jurisdiction over civil actions involving title to or possession of real property or any interest therein where the assessed value of the property or interest therein does not exceed 20,000 pesos if outside Metro Manila or 50,000 in Metro Manila. The jurisdiction of the court under RA 7691 over an action involving title to or possession of land is now determined by the assessed value of the said property and not the market value thereof, assessed value, not market value. Note that Bob Rule excludes the real actions of forcible entry and allowful retainer cases which are within the exclusive original jurisdiction of the Municipal Trial Court regardless of the assessed value of the property involved. An action involving title to real property means that the plaintiff's uh, cause of action is based on a claim that he owns such property or that he has the legal rights to have exclusive control, possession, enjoyment, or disposition of the same.
A complaint must allege the assessed value of the property to determine which court has jurisdiction over the case. If the assessed value is not alleged in the complaint, the action should be dismissed for lack of jurisdiction. Exception. The non-inclusion of the assessed value in the face of the complaint is not fatal if attached to the complaint uh, is a tax declaration showing the assessed value of the property. Inquiring into the allegations of the complaint and the relief sought. Jurisprudence had always stressed that need to inquire into the material allegations of the complaint and the character of the relief sought in order to determine the nature of the subject matter of a petition or complaint irrespective of whether the petitioner or complainant is entitled to any or all of such reliefs. Petitioners argument that the present action is one incapable of pecuniary estimation considering that it is for annulment of deed of sale and partition is not well taken. As stated above, the nature of an action is not determined by what is stated in the caption of the complaint but by the allegations of the complaint and the relief prayed for. Whereas in this case, the ultimate objective of the plaintiff is to obtain title to real property. It should be filed in the proper court having jurisdiction over the assessed value of the property subject thereof. Petitioners argue that a complaint for annulment of a deed of sale and partition is incapable of pecuniary estimation and thus falls within the exclusive jurisdiction of the RTC. However, the court ruled that in the nature of an action is not determined by what is stated in the caption of the complaint but by the allegations of the complaint and the relief prayed for, where the ultimate objective of the plaintiffs like petitioners herein is to obtain title to real property, it should be filed in the proper court having jurisdiction over the assessed value of the property subject thereof. From civil procedure, let's go to criminal cases. Supreme Court, exclusive original. Petition for certiorari, prohibition, and mandamus against the Court of Appeals in Sandigan Bayan. Supreme Court concurrent and original. Concurrent and original jurisdiction with the Court of Appeals for petitions for certiorari, prohibition, and mandamus against the Regional Trial Court. Concurrent and original jurisdiction with the Court of Appeals and RTC for petitions for certiorari, prohibition, and mandamus against the Municipal Trial Court. Court of Appeals, concurrent and original. Concurrent and original jurisdiction with the Supreme Court for petitions for certiorari, prohibition, and mandamus against the RTC. Again, let's remind that this is on criminal cases. Then, concurrent and original jurisdiction with the Supreme Court and Regional Trial Court for petitions for certiorari, prohibition, and mandamus against the Municipal Trial Court. And Regional Trial Court, criminal cases, exclusive and original. In all criminal cases not within the exclusive jurisdiction of any court, tribunal, or body, except those now falling under the uh, exclusive and concurrent jurisdiction of the Saligan Bayan. Second, offenses, the penalty of which exceeds six years of imprisonment. Third, in cases where the only penalty is fine, the amount thereof shall determine the jurisdiction. If the amount exceeds 4,000, RTC has jurisdiction. Fourth, jurisdiction over criminal cases under specific laws such as Written defamation, jurisdiction of designated courts over cases and violation of a Comprehensive Drugs, uh, Dangerous Drugs Act of 2002 or RA num number 9165 as provided under Section 90 thereof, violations of intellectual property rights, Administrative Memorandum number 03-03-03 by the Supreme Court, 2003-06-17. D. Jurisdiction in money laundering cases. 
The regional trial court shall have jurisdiction to try all cases on money laundering, those committed by public officers and private persons who are in conspiracy with such public officers, shall be under the jurisdiction of the Saligan Bayan. And E, violation of cyber uh, crime law. Also, election offenses. We go to the family courts. Still, criminal cases where one of the or more of the accused is below 18 years of age but above 15 years of age acted with discernment or where one or more of the victims is a minor at the time of commission of offense. When the minor victims are already dead, the family court has no more jurisdiction except if the offender is also a minor. Family code still has jurisdiction. Cases against minors could be sabled under the Injuristics Act as amended Violation of RA 7610 or the Special Protection of Children Against Child Abuse, Exploitation and Discrimination Act. Cases of Domestic Violence, Violence Against Women and Children or BAUSI. Now, Jurisdiction of uh, Municipal Trial Court on Criminal Cases, Exclusive Original. Violations of city or municipal ordinances committed within their respective territorial jurisdiction or BP 129. All offenses punishable with imprisonment not exceeding six years, irrespective of the amount of fine and regardless of other impossible or accessory penalties, including civil liability arising from such offense, irrespective of kind, nature, value, or amount. BP 129. Offenses involving damage to property through criminal negligence. And where the only penalty provided by the law is a fine of not more than 4,000 pesos. Those covered by the rule on summary procedure. On traffic laws, rules and regulations violations, rental law violations, municipal or city ordinance violations, all other criminal cases where penalty prescribed by law or offense charge is imprisonment not exceeding 6 months and or a fine not exceeding 1,000 pesos, respective of other impossible penalties, accessory or otherwise, or of a civil liability arising therefrom. And E, in offenses involving damage to property through criminal negligence, this rule shall govern where impossible fine does not exceed 10,000 pesos. To continue, criminal cases exclusive or real jurisdiction of Sanigan Bayan. Again, Sanigan Bayan. Violations of RA 3019 as amended otherwise known as the Anti-Graph and Corrupt Practices Act, Republic Act Number no. 1379 and Chapter 2, Section 2, Title 7, Book 2 of the Revised Penal Code on Direct Bribery, Article 210, Indirect Bribery, Article 211, Qualified Bribery, Article 211, Does A, Corruption of Public Official, Article 212, where one or more of the accused are officials occupying the following positions in the government, whether in permanent acting or interim capacity at the time of the commission of the offense. 1. Officials of the executive branch occupying the positions of regional director and higher, otherwise classified as grade 27 and higher, of the Compensation and Position Classification Act of 1989, RA number 6758, specifically including provincial governors, vice governors, members of the Sangonian Panalawigan and provincial treasurers, assessors, engineers, and other provincial department heads. City mayors, vice mayors, members of the Sangolian Palungsod, city treasurers, assessors, engineers, and other city department heads. Officials of the diplomatic service occupying the position of consul in higher. Philippine Army and Air Force colonels and naval captains and all officers of higher ranks. Officers of the Philippine National Police while occupying the position of provincial director and those holding the rank of senior superintendent and higher. 
city and provincial prosecutors and their assistants and officials and prosecutors in the office of the Ombudsman and special prosecutor. Presidents, directors, or trustees, or managers of government-owned or controlled corporations, state universities, or educational institutions, or foundations. Student regent is within the jurisdiction of a Senegan Bayan. Second, members of Congress and officials thereof classified as grade 27 and higher under the Compensation and Position Classification Act of 1989. Members of the judiciary without prejudice to the provisions of the Constitution. Chairman and members of the Constitutional Commissions without prejudice to the provisions of the Constitution and all other national and local officials classified as grade 27 and higher under the Compensation and uh, Position Clarification Act of 1989. Note, the salary grade of 27 has no reference for example to provincial governors, vice governors or members of the Sangalian Panalawigan, Sangalian Pangsud, directors or managers of government-owned or controlled corporations, city mayors, vice mayors, city treasurers, assessors, engineers, trustees of state universities, and other officials enumerated in Section 4, Paragraph A, uh, L from letters A to G of uh, PD 1606 as amended, those enumerated are subject to the jurisdiction of the Saligan Bayan regardless of salary grade. Other offenses or felonies, aside from the above, whether simple or complex with other crimes committed by public officers or officials mentioned in letter A of section 4 in relation to their office. General rule, to make an offense, Once uh, or one committed in relation to the office, the relation has to be such that in the legal sense that offense cannot exist without the office. In other words, the office must be a constituent element of the crime as defined by statute. Example, direct bribery. Exception. Even if the position is not an essential ingredient of the offense charged in the information, averse the intimate connection between the office and the offense, this would bring the offense within the definition of an offense committed in relation to the public office. This intimate relation between the offense charged and the discharge of official duties must be alleged in the information. Note. To reiterate for emphasis, Section 4, Paragraph B of PD 1606 as amended by RA 10660, is the general law on jurisdiction of the Senegal Bayan over crimes and offenses committed by high-ranking public officials in relation to their office. Section 30 RA 9165 is the special law, excluding from the Senegal Bayan jurisdiction violations of RA 9165 committed by such uh, public officers. In the latter case, jurisdiction is vested upon the RTC as uh, designated by the Supreme Court or as Drugs Court regardless of whether the violation of RA-9165 was committed in relation to the public officials. Dilima versus Guerrero In summary, an offense is deemed to be committed in relation to public office of the accused when 1. Such office is an element of the crime charge need not allege or 2. When the offense charge is intimately connected with the discharge of the official functions of the accused and it must be alleged. Sanigan Bayan has jurisdiction over private persons when a private person is in conspiracy with public officer. The law does not require that the private person be in, uh, indicted with the public officer. If circumstances exist where the public officer may no longer be charged in court, the private person may be indicted alone. Civil and criminal offenses filed pursuant to and connection with Executive Order No. 1, 2, 14, and 14-A issued in 1986, 
Section 4, paragraph C, PDN 6006 as amended. These executive orders refer to orders on sequestration cases. Violations of Republic Act Number no. 171379, uh, as thereby known as the Act Declaring Perpetuity in Favor of the State any property fund to have been unlawfully acquired by any public officer or employees. Important note, provided that the regional trial court shall have exclusive original jurisdiction where the information does not allege any damage to the government or any bribery, or alleges damage to the government or bribery arising from the same, or closely related transaction of acts in an amount not exceeding 1 million pesos, RA 10660, amending PD 160660 and RA 8249. Hence, even if the case uh, falls on the cases above and committed by a person within the jurisdiction of the Sanligan Bayan, if the damage is 1 million and uh, below, the jurisdiction is with the Regional Trial Court. Aspects of Jurisdiction Now, we go to Aspects of Jurisdiction. First, jurisdiction over the parties refers to the power of the court to make decisions that are binding on persons. Jurisdiction and personam is the power which a court has over the defendant's person and which is required before a court can enter a personal or an impersonam judgment. How acquired? Jurisdiction over the plaintiff is acquired by his filing of the complaint or petition and payment of required docket fees. By doing so, he submits himself to the jurisdiction of the court. Second, jurisdiction over the person of the defendant. In civil cases, is acquired either through one service of summons or through two voluntary appearance in court and submission to its authority. UCPB versus ANSI. Note a person not within the jurisdiction of the court is not bound by the judgment of the court. Voluntary appearance of the defendant. The court may acquire jurisdiction over the person of the defendant without service of summons or despite a defective service of summons. Jurisdiction is acquired when the defendant voluntarily appears in the action. The defendant's voluntary appearance in the action shall be equivalent to service of summons. To constitute voluntary appearance, it must be the kind that amounts to a voluntary submission to the jurisdiction of the court. Submission to the court's jurisdiction takes the form of an appearance that seeks affirmative relief, except when the relief sought is for the purpose of objecting to the jurisdiction of the court over the person of the defendant. Under the old rule, the inclusion in a motion to dismiss of other grounds aside from lack of jurisdiction over the person or the defendant shall not be deemed a voluntary appearance. However, under the new rule, the inclusion in a motion to dismiss of other grounds aside from lack of jurisdiction over the person or the defendant shall be deemed a voluntary appearance. When required, jurisdiction over the person of the defendant is required only in an action in personam. Jurisdiction over the person of the defendant is not a prerequisite in action in rem and quasi in rem. An action in personam is an action against a person on the basis of his personal liability. An action in rem is an action against the thing itself instead of against the person. An action quasi in rem is one wherein an individual is uh, named as defendant and the purpose of the proceeding is to subject his interest there in to the obligation of the lien burdening the property. In an action in personam, decision over the person of the dependent is necessary to the court to validly try and decide the case. On the other hand, in proceeding in rem or quasi in rem, 
jurisdiction over the person of the defendant is not a prerequisite to confer jurisdiction on the court, provided that the court acquires jurisdiction over the rest. However, summons must be served upon the defendant not for the purpose of vesting the court with jurisdiction but merely for satisfying the due process requirements. We go to the objections. Under the new rule, if the court has no jurisdiction over the person of the defending party, the defendant shall raise his or her affirmative defenses in his or her answer. Failure to raise the affirmative defenses at the earliest opportunity shall constitute a waiver thereof. Jurisdiction over the subject matter Jurisdiction over the subject matter is referred to as the power of a particular court to hear and uh, the type of case that is then before it. How conferred? Jurisdiction over the subject matter is conferred by law which may be either the constitution or a statute act as a consequence. Since jurisdiction over the subject matter is conferred only by the constitution or by law, it cannot be granted by the government of the parties, acquired, waived, enlarged, or diminished by any act or omission of the parties, or conferred by the acquiescence of the courts. Take note. Simply stated, there is lack of jurisdiction over the nature of the action where the type of action is reposed by law in certain other courts or in the present case in a quasi-judicial body. It is well established that jurisdiction over subject matter like that over the nature of the action is conferred by law and not by the consent of acquiescence or acquiescence of any or all the parties or by erroneous belief of the court that it exists. Hence, the doctrine of the law of the case cannot be applied to serve as a bar against jurisdiction challenges all involving the subject matter or nature of the case. It cannot be applied so as to grant jurisdiction which the law itself does not confer. RCBC versus Plus Print Industries. Paano natong determine? How determine? While jurisdiction is conferred by law, jurisdiction is determined by the allegations in the complaint as well as by the characteristic of the relief. So, the nature of an action as well as which court or body has jurisdiction over it is determined based on the allegations contained in the complaint of the plaintiff, irrespective of whether or not the plaintiff is entitled to recover upon all the same of the claims resulted therein. On the other hand, caption of the case is not controlling. The cause of action in a complaint is not what the designation of the complaint states, but what the allegations in the body of the complaint define and describe. The designation of caption is not controlling more than the allegations in the complaint themselves are of its not even an indispensable part of the complaint. Note, the court shall only consider the material allegations in the complaint and not inquire into the truth of such allegations. The amount awarded does not determine jurisdiction. Jurisdiction does not depend on the amount ultimately substantiated and awarded by the trial court. Thus, where the complaint seeking uh, for the payment of 1 million is uh, where the complaint seeking for the employment of 1 million is filed with the RTC, but after considering the evidence presented, the court rendered a judgment for 300,000 pesos, an amount within the jurisdiction of the MTC. If originally filed, the RTC did not lose jurisdiction over the action. If therefore has the custody to render judgment of 300,000 pesos, according to Riano, it is submitted, however, that the above uh, rule does not apply in reverse. 
the defenses and the, the evidence of not de, uh, to not determ uh, determine subdivision. Again, the defenses and the evidence do not determine jurisdiction. The court's jurisdiction cannot be made to depend upon defenses set up in the answer or in a motion to dismiss. Jurisdiction is based on the initiatory pleading and the defenses in the answer are deemed relevant and immaterial in its determination. That while the allegations in the complaint make out of a case for possible entry, uh, where a tenancy is a by law of defense and is proved to be the real issue, the case should be dismissed for lack of jurisdiction as the case should properly be filed with the uh, within uh, Court of Agrarian uh, Relations law which governs jurisdiction. Jurisdiction being a matter of substantive law, the established general rule is that uh, the statutes enforced at the time of the commencement or the action determines the jurisdiction of the court. Objections to jurisdiction over the subject matter. The earliest opportunity of a party to raise the issue of jurisdiction is a motion to dismiss filed before the filing of service of an answer because lack of jurisdiction over the subject matter is a ground for a motion to dismiss. Note, under the amended rules, a motion to dismiss is now a prohibited motion but one of the exceptions provided uh, the ground of lack of jurisdiction over the subject matter of the claim. Moreover, under the appended rules, lack of jurisdiction over the subject matter is also an affirmative defense which can be raised in a defendant answer. Jurisdiction over the subject matter may be raised at any stage of the proceedings, even for the first time on appeal. Exception. Effect of estoppel on objections to jurisdiction. While it is true that jurisdiction over the subject matter may be raised at any stage of the proceedings, since it is conferred by law, it is nevertheless settled that a party may be barred from raising it on the ground of estoppel. Case of Tiham versus Sibonghanay. Estoppel by Latsis may only be invoked to war the defense of lack of jurisdiction if the factual milieu is uh, analogous to Tiham versus Sibonghanay. In Tiham, this court ruled that uh, long delay in raising uh, lack of jurisdiction is unfair to the party pleading Latsis because he or she was misled into believing that then defense would no longer be pursued. A delay of 15 uh, years in uh, uh, raising questions on subject matter, jurisdiction was appreciated by the court as estoppel by Latsis. In summary, Tiham applies to a party claiming lack of subject matter jurisdiction when there was a statutory right in favor of the, of the claimant. That statutory right was not invoked, an unreasonable length of time lapsed for the delayment or the claimant raised the issue of jurisdiction. The claimant actively participated in the case and sought affirmative relief from the court without jurisdiction. The claimant knew or had constructive knowledge of which forum possesses subject matter jurisdiction. Irreparable damage will be caused to the other party who relied on the form and claimant's uh, implicit waiver. Now, effect of lack of jurisdiction over the SM. The court may dismiss the case. The judgment is void. If the jurisdictional defect is apparent on the face of the record, it may be subject to collateral attack. The judgment is no judgment at all. Omnibus motion rule. 
Under the omnibus motion rule, a motion attacking a pleading, order, judgment, or proceeding shall include all objections then available and all objections not so included shall be deemed whim or waived. Section 9, Rule 15 of Rules Court, Exception. There are certain defenses which are not to waive even if not invoked in the motion to dismiss. Lack of jurisdiction over the subject matter, dispendencia, res judicata, and prescription.